everyone. Thanks for taking time to stop by the campfire. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. As we enter the holiday season, I wanted to take a bit of time to explore, for lack of a better term, religious camps. We enjoyed a great conversation last week with my friend Jeff Braverman, who gave us a great introduction to the small world of Jewish summer camps. As we get closer to Christmas, it's time to learn more about our friends in the Christian side of summer camp industry. Much like the world of Jewish summer camps, there are a whole lot of different types of Christian summer camps out there. There are those camps, like the one I went to twice, Falling Creek, which are not church-based but are guided very clearly by Christian ideals. There are camps that are parts of larger congregations like the Presbyterian Church or the Methodist Church or the Catholic Church that all run camps within their congregations and with their own belief systems. The group that we're talking about tonight is a bit different. They combined many of the things that a lot of us love here in the U.S. They love summer camp, they love athletics, and they love Christ. Spencer Breedlove, the Northeast Georgia Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is around the campfire with me tonight. Spencer has been a longtime pastor, serving in churches for 30 years before moving full-time into his current role within the FCA. He's run everything from small groups to large summer camps and everything in between, and is a great person to give us some insight into this very interesting slice of Christian summer camps, and a lot more. I hope you'll enjoy this short dive into the wonderful world of the FCA with my friend, Spencer Breedlove. Spencer Breedlove, man. Happy to have you around the campfire. Man, it's great to be here. Thank you so much, Cole. So we, we had a, a great first introduction. I was actually in New York City seeing families talking about summer camp. We were talking about putting on a party basically at you know the, the North Oconee High School football game for a bunch of little kids, which is kind of like camp, a little bit like after school camp, if you will, for a little while. Right. And your first words, wait a second, tell me about this camp. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw that name. And I'm like, first of all, how do you pronounce your camp name? <laughs> And I want to know a little bit more about it. So, yes. So now you're with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Northeast Georgia. I know you kind of run the show here you know, for, for that organization. And, and we're going to get to camp. But before we get there, what is the FCA for, for people that don't know anything about it? Yeah. So FCA is um, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It is a sports. It uses the platform of sports to minister to coaches and athletes, mm-hmm. uh, to share the gospel uh, with coaches and athletes, and really all whom they influence, mm-hmm. um, which Billy Graham has been quoted uh, as saying that a coach will impact more young people in a year than the average person will in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so we really kind of take that to heart knowing that the influence of the coach uh, is very powerful. I mean, a lot of times you'll hear an athlete said, hey, coach says, mm-hmm. and then they have to go do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or they get to go do it. But the influence of the coach has been, I mean, powerful, good and bad. Yes. Um, yep. And it, uh, but the but the influence is still there. And so what we do is we, we try to leverage the influence of the coach and the athlete to and empower them to share uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ with mm-hmm. fellow coaches, mm-hmm. with athletes, and with their schools, with their community. Uh, we do that through a huddle ministry 
uh, whether if it may be a team that has a particular FCA huddle, it could be uh, a multi-sport huddle that meets on campus uh, before or after school. Um, so those are those avenues. And, and then we do camps, which mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, but FCA started in the early 1950s uh, by our founder, uh, Don McLennan, and um, had a vision for had a vision for athletes basically saying, Hey, if athletes can sell cigarettes, alcohol, Mm. they can sell all of these different things. Then what's keeping them from being an influence to share Jesus. Mm -hmm. And from there launched into uh, that began a process of other conversations and um, people like branch Ricky, who yep. uh, was part of the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Mm-hmm. Um, Branch Rickey uh, was a huge, huge, huge uh, supporter of FCA in, in its beginnings, um, helping to raise support, helping to just, you know, get the awareness out there. And then it became the Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, as far as a name um, goes. And from there we started, let's see, in – 1956, FCA had our first camp at Estes Park, Colorado, uh, with I'm not really sure how many student athletes were there, but mm-hmm. that's when camp launched is in 1956. So we've been doing camp ever since then. And so when and y'all do the camp, is it a one week thing? Is it a multi week thing? What, tell me about the camp. What, what goes on at an FCA camp? <laughs> well, it depends on the kind of camp that we're doing. Okay. So we do uh, we do sports camps that are going to be sports specific. Mm-hmm. We do team camps that are going to be team specific. Mm-hmm. So um, like a sports camp, you may have like it's going to be focused on the actual sport. Let's just say softball camp. Mm-hmm. But then you may have team camps where you have different teams. Yep. That come together, maybe uh, let's use football, for example, and you've got multiple teams that come together, come to a um, a, a particular or wherever the venue is going to be, and uh, they practice and compete against each other. But at those camps, uh, what we say is it's a time of inspiration and perspiration. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yep. <laughs> so the inspiration piece is uh, usually delivered from uh, our camp speaker, camp pastor, um, then there, then at camps, those camps will break into huddles, mm-hmm. um, which are huddle. That is a core piece of who we are as an organization. Yep. Um, the, the small group component. And so, but at camps, we'll team camps, multi-sport camps, mm-hmm. um, we'll have leadership camps. Uh, we have, a. a a three-day camp called Captain's Camp. We do uh, here in Georgia that um, is – we use a template from another um, organization called Athletes in Action mm-hmm. that uh, does a, uh, a camp very intense physically, um, and we've modeled that camp after them and, and kind of created it more for a high school uh, student athlete. 
Yeah. And it's basically that one's really designed for leaders in the locker room, whether they're Christian or not Christian, it doesn't really matter to us mm-hmm. on those lines. It's, but it's a leader in the locker room coach recommends that particular student athlete to go. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times we'll scholarship those kids uh, to, to come uh, to those type of camps. Um, and so cabinet camp, leadership camp, team camps, sports camps. We'll do power camps for kids, uh, like in elementary, like in an elementary mm-hmm. uh, to middle school uh, age group. Those are going to be a lot more local. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those power camps, you're going to have multiple sport uh, opportunities for kids to come, whether they like to do baseball, basketball, tennis, Mm -hmm. volleyball. And so you'll have a lot of different activities, sports going on on a campus. So like we did one in Loganville um, this past summer, our, uh, our representative over in, uh, in the Walton County area. Uh, she did a tremendous job organizing uh, that particular camp. I don't know how many kids she had, but it was, they <laughs> did it at a middle school in Loganville and that place was covered up with kids. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of opportunities to really work on their skills in their particular sport. So, so you, you don't have to be a member of the FCA in order to enjoy these camps. Oh no. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. it's open for anybody to come in yeah, and anybody. enjoy it. Okay, got right. it. And so you've got the, obviously the sports situation or the leadership situation or the team situation, but then you've also, you work in the gospel, I assume. Oh, yeah. That actually, actually what we'll do is uh, we use that, that platform of that sport mm-hmm. and it's, and it's known people know that when they come to an FCA camp, they're going to hear a message about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so really what we do is we try to weave in the sports. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, yep. Um, so it's that's secondary then. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, that, I mean, it gives us the platform, but the priority is, uh, is engaging coaches and athletes with the gospel. Got it. Do you yes. guys, you know, it's funny. I don't think about this, but in this day and age, everything's, a little bit different than it was when we grew up and certainly when, you know, Reverend Graham grew up um, back in the, the 20s, 30s and 40s. What um, do you guys get any pushback from families? Like if they come to the FCA camp and say, oh, wait a second, I thought it was just going to be a sports camp. No, none. Rarely. Yeah, I've been on I've been on staff with FCA uh, going on nine years mm-hmm. and I have yet to hear any type of negative feedback from any parent when it comes to what we do with FCA camps. Awesome. And, and why we do them. Yep. So it's a pretty self-selected group. I mean, they, they know what they're getting into. They're excited. Oh, yeah. they're, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And- they're, they're, we are completely open mm-hmm. in regards to what we believe, what we communicate and um, in knowing that, um, what we're going to deliver mm-hmm. at those camps. Um, and parents, coaches, everybody, there's nothing secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the best. There's no bait and switch. Right. It's the best situation to be just fully transparent. This is who we are. This is what we're doing. And y- yes. y'all come on if you want to be a part of it. 
Correct. Awesome. Okay. What was the effect? I mean, y'all see so many kids at different ages, and I didn't realize that y'all did work with elementary school and middle school kids as well as the, the high school level and the coaches. What's the effect that a one-week sports camp through the FCA will have on these kids? What, what are you seeing? What are you hearing about how it goes during the week? And then what's it going, how does it affect their lives back in the schoolroom? Yeah. So I will, in thinking about that question, that is, that is very difficult to measure. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to measure that, um, but it's really hard to put that in a metric. Right. Um, Really the best way to unpack that question is really with stories. Mm -hmm. Um. And what you, what you hear sometimes. And the thing is, is sometimes you don't ever hear the story until five, six, seven, 10 years or mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. about how a camp or maybe what was said at a camp changed a kid's life. Mm-hmm. And then that kid came. As a matter of fact, I've got a staff member on my team uh, who is one of our directors in the um, in the Lake Oconee area, and she was a student at um, a local high school, mm-hmm. private school, and um, at the time, our area director. I wasn't on staff at this time with FCA, but our area director at the time would go to her school. And it was during an FCA event or a huddle or something where she heard the gospel. Her life has changed. She begins to take next steps in her faith. She goes on to college. She gets her degree in teaching. She comes, um, she starts a family. She's a teacher at a elementary school down in Morgan County. And God calls her to come on staff with FCA. Uh, she's been on staff with us five years now. Wow. Maybe. And is just killing it in leadership. <laughs> um, she, she's, one of the, she's one of those where I'm like, all right, I would follow you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I mean, her, the energy she brings, the impact she brings, the the passion she brings, all of those things. And so, but all of that started when she was a teenager in high school and she was able to hear the gospel then and receive the gospel and, and began to follow Jesus. And now she's on staff with FCA. So, those are the those are that's just one story in and we got 2600 staff plus 2600 plus staff around the world do y'all really yeah wow i didn't realize it was that big i thought it was really just kind of a southeastern thing no fca is in 108 countries wow we got we've got camps around the world that is so cool yeah so we got camps around the world we're investing in coaches and athletes all over the world well, and I guess that goes to show, it goes to talk about the effect that y'all have had. I mean, you go from, you know, one guy thinking about it and then Branch Rickey picking up it. And I believe Branch Rickey was the GM for uh, the New York when they brought in Jackie Robinson, correct? Yes. 
Right. Okay. So he was with the Giants. Yeah. So, you know, and then all of a sudden now 180 countries, that that's, I'd say it's going pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I would say that from a staff perspective, um, our staff has almost doubled in six years, seven years. In the past six or seven years. In the past six or seven years, we've gone from huh. right at 1,500 staff to almost 3,000. So what, what do you, what, why, why did that happen? <laughs> well, it's, I'd have to say that would be a God thing, number one. Yeah. But then there's also just a strategic plan to um, bring on new staff mm-hmm. because our philosophy in ministry is where we put staff ministry grows. So yeah. we see where there's a particular need. Uh, in an area. And then we begin to strategize. All right, we've got the, this number of schools over here in an area and we don't have any staff that is in that area, but yet we can probably get a staff there and they can get funded because we're a hundred percent faith funded ministry. So each of us have to raise our own support. Um, and that we just drop, we'll put that staff person there in that particular area and then just turn them loose. And then they start investing their time in the lives of coaches. And then as they do ministry to coaches, uh, then doors begin to open up Mm -hmm. for them to be able to minister and to support those coaches efforts in impacting the lives of their student athletes. Uh, or on their, in their communities. So why do you think, I mean, having done this for now nine years and working with, with people all over the place, what is it about the summer camp experience that lends itself so well to what y'all are doing? Because, you know, there, there are lots of types of summer camps, you know, you and I both know, I mean, they're, they're religious summer camps or secular summer camps, day camps, overnight camps, lots of different types, but there are a lot of religiously based camps, whether they be Christian, whether it be Jewish, whether it be, you know, Muslim, it, it, there are lots of spe- specific camps. What is it about camp that leads to a, such a useful combination between camp and, and religion? Yeah. So for FCA, um, the camp piece is our catalyst for ministry through the year during, during school. Mm-hmm. Um, FCA being a campus has been a campus ministry for really, um, once huddles began, um, I'd I'd have to go back and look at our history, Mm -hmm. but, um, that would be, um, it's a, it's a catalyst that launches ministry during the school year. Mm -hmm. So those student athletes that come to camp, um, they not only hear, the greatest message of hope. Um, but they're also equipped with tools and resources to be able to go back onto their campuses and actually do FCA in on their school, on their school campuses, because FCA is able to meet on campuses in a public school environment because it's a student led organization. Which that really surprised me. I always thought that it was more, say minister driven, if you will, or, or FCA staff driven, um, is really student driven. Yeah. It's a, it's a student led organization that what we do is 
we will resource students, we'll resource coaches, we encourage, we build those relationships, but they're the ones that actually do, you know, if it's, if it's talking, if it's inviting somebody, mm-hmm. planning out an FCA huddle, as long as it doesn't inter- interrupt or interfere with classroom instruction, um, then students have uh, a lot of freedom to be able to practice their faith on their campuses. And so the camps um, really provide a launching pad to do ministry throughout the year. And then we'll even try to do some camps mid during the school year, uh, like, you know, between semesters, like around Christmas time or something like that in order to just kind of be a recharge um, for, for those students that are at camp this past well, I can't, it's, it's amazing to me. I'm, I'm thinking through this, that the young people who go through these camps, you know, to go perspirate, you know, with their teammates and get, and, you know, and, and get the inspiration, but they're also getting really pretty incredible skills in terms of how to organize, how to lead, how to follow, how to ask questions. I mean, there are a number of really important life skills they're going to get out of this experience. Oh yeah. Through the process yeah. of running their huddle. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that during uh, a camp, every camp has huddles. Mm-hmm. So at a camp, the way that our camps are structured um, and probably much like in your case uh, at, at y'all's camp, y'all probably break your students uh, and your campers into some smaller groups. Of course. Yep. Um, in those small groups, that's where meaningful and transformational conversation really happens. Mm-hmm. And so in those relationships and conversations that occur in the huddle on at those camps, it provides a template for those students to say, hey, let's let's put together a huddle. Let's put together a little small group over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, big, how big would a small group be? Well, what, what we encourage in regards to a huddle, eight to ten mm-hmm. in a huddle now. Because it's a little different on campus, sometimes those huddles are going to be, you know, they're going to probably have 15 to 20 minutes. Right. And so it may be that a huddle has 50. Right. Some have 100. Some like a huddle have, of huddles. Some have less. Sure. Yeah. And so there's usually a speaker or somebody that comes in and shares a, a word uh, from the scripture. Um, but the, the idea is that those huddles, um, are small groups. Mm -hmm. So we may have one large huddle, but we really would like to see smaller huddles within that larger huddle, making sure that those small groups are happening. Got it. And when they do it, I'm just thinking about from a high school standpoint, even like a camp, you've got some very big differences between, you know, someone who's a freshman and someone who's a senior, you know, you've got, you know, a 14 year old girl and you've got a 18 year old girl um, that are working with or at the boys. There's a lot of different stuff going on <laughs> at that time frame. How does that work out? Uh, as far as the age differences? Yeah. Like, so if would a huddle have, you know, freshmen all the way through seniors or do they keep it organized smaller in smaller groups? Like you said, no, um, it'll be, it'll, it'll be, it's open to, freshmen to seniors got it um so it there's really no age 
um, separation along mm-hmm. those lines. And are the coaches involved at all in the huddles when they're at school, or is it just straight up student led? Well, it's student led uh, and coach facilitated. That's mm-hmm. what we say. Right. So a coach um, works with that FCA leadership team. Okay. Uh, and a coach can also, and a coach has certain freedoms, a little bit more limited mm-hmm. than a student. Uh, so the coach has got to be careful with uh, how he or she operates, you know, on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, a good working huddle will have a good core group of coaches mm-hmm. that are committed to encouraging and helping those student athletes, those leaders to facilitate uh, that huddle, but the students are the ones that lead it. Got it. The coach is still coaching, mm-hmm. you know, he's coaching those students. So, uh, and, and there's a good healthy relationship between the two. If the huddle is specifically coach led, first of all, that puts that coach in some really significant compromising situations with their job. Right. Um, and they've got to be really careful there. Um, the other thing is that we're able to be on campus because it is student led. If it's mm-hmm. not student led, then. Yeah, it's, it's a non-starter. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really doing what we're doing. So, well, again, I think it's, it's such, such a powerful experience for young people to have a voice and to practice using that voice um, and to explore things together in a community. It's funny. I was listening to, um, a podcast recently, and Eric Schmidt, who had been the CEO of Google for a number of years, um, actually is talking about artificial intelligence. And don't worry, I'll, I'll get back to the point here, but it was really an interesting conversation with a guy named Tim Ferriss. But at some point, he said that, you know, we're humans are not organized for the stuff that's going on right now in computers. We're organized for the campfire. And I thought, yep, we sure are. You know, and that to me is where some truly meaningful and purposeful situations occur and those conversations occur. And if young people have a chance to create a campfire type experience together and learn from each other, I mean, that's a a pretty awesome experience. Yeah. And what you're talking about, it's just the relationships. Mm -hmm. We're designed for conversation. Yep. We're designed for to, to, we're designed to do life with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and when that's not happening, there is um, there's a there's a void mm-hmm. that exists, and um, that can only it, and it can only really be filled through those meaningful conversations. Yeah. And so for FCA, those meaningful conversations are going to be um, based on what those student athletes are learning uh, about Jesus, about God's word, about prayer, about uh, life. Um, they're going to be, you know, how, how can they share their faith with their, with their teammates? Um, how can they continue to grow in their, in their faith? Um, how can they serve in FCA environments or 
or in their school communities? Mm-hmm. Um, how can they serve in their churches? Um, so how can they make a difference? And so those are those conversations that exist in those puddles uh, at camp. Yeah. And, and then from there, it just launches into the ministry that happens during the school year. Yeah. So I just, I love how the one thing I keep thinking over and over again is that what y'all are doing is an invitation. I mean, no one's telling you, you got to come believe this stuff, but you're creating situations where it's, it lowers some walls, I think for, for some families and certainly for some kids, or it opens up some ideas like, Oh, wait a second. It can be like this. Huh? Okay. But it's all an invitation. It's not a, you got to do this. You got to do this. It's just, Hey, this is who we are. And this is what we do. And this is what we believe. And we'd love to have you. Yeah. Well, the thing about sport is that the sports is a common language. Mm. Yep. It is. It's a common language. Um, and with sport, um, we can, there are students that want to be able to, and coaches that want to be able to exercise their love for and their involvement in sport and being able to practice their faith. And how do those two things come together? Mm-hmm. And that's where you get FCA. That's awesome. That's awesome. And well, Spencer, I really, really appreciate you spending some time around the campfire with me and enlightening me a little bit more with what's going on with SCA and, and how camps are involved there. I, I agree with you completely that camp is, is such a magical place where so many great things can come out of it. I, I love the idea of, of perspiration and inspiration. That's, <laughs> we're going to keep that one going. <laughs> That's awesome. It um, definitely is. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have been able to join you on your on your podcast and maybe one day when, when Lisa and I start ours, I'll have you on ours. Well, I know that's what I was, I was really excited to hear a little bit more about this idea. You know, long time, you know, people in the ministry, long time, married couple adoptions, everything else. I'm sure y'all have some pretty interesting life lessons to, to share. <laughs> I think there's probably more painful lessons than there are anything. So, but hey, we'll just have to uh, flaunt our imperfections and, uh, and and make fun of the what those painful experiences that we've had and talk about what we've learned. Yeah, man. Well, that's where most of the good stuff comes from. So, <laughs> true. Awesome, Spencer. Man, be good. It was so great having you here. Thanks. Good to see you, Cole. It's funny. I've been around the FCA for years, and I've never really known how it actually worked. I'm so thankful for Spencer and all the work that he does for the coaches and the kids in our area and beyond. We are in an interesting dynamic in the United States. You know, while church attendance is falling, groups like the FCA and others like Young Life are thriving. Perhaps that speaks to something that our kids know that we adults have forgotten or choose not to focus on. The need for connection in two ways is hugely important. That first connection is horizontal, connections with friends and with loved ones. The second one could be considered vertical, a connection with a larger purpose than ourselves. The young people involved are getting their needs met in these two ways, and perhaps it's time that we adults take their lead. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll leave a five-star review on whichever service you're using. The more reviews we get, the more these ideas will spread. And please share it with a friend. Our campfire circle is big enough for everyone. Until we speak again, do good and be good.
Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.